I'm Mohammed Sabani, Palestinian cartoonist. Uh, I live in Ramallah. I've just finished my master's degree from the UK. I got uh, achieving uh, scholarship. I've finished my master's degree in illustration at the University of the Creative Art. I published my first book in the United States, in the UK, in Spain. And now I'm working on my second book. It's going to be a comics book. And I will publish the first edition with a street noise publisher in the, in the state. And I hope also I will publish it in the UK. Mohammed, welcome. Thanks for that great introduction. Um, my name is Mark Seddon. I'm in, uh, I'm in Britain. Uh, and I've worked with cartoonists most of my life uh, as, as a journalist as well. But from the safety of their homes, um, in Britain, where they don't face arrest and where they have license really to draw and say what they want. And I think it's going to be very interesting for people looking at this because it must be very difficult uh, to, to work as you have done in an that environment where there is no, there's no real room for criticism. Actually, it's, uh, I think... It's boring to, to be in all of these safe conditions to do your artwork as a cartoonist. I, I think uh, it is very interesting point that we are facing all of these things, not just Mohammed Sabani in, in, in Palestine. We are, uh, here in Palestine, we are facing occupation. And uh, actually, the Palestinian political parties, they are not, they are, they are not uh, with uh, democratical uh, mentality to, to deal with your criticism as a freedom of speech. And sometimes the Palestinian audience also, not just the Israeli occupation, unfortunately, uh, but also all the cartoonists in the Arab world, they are in the bad situation. In Syria, we lost uh, Akram Raslan and uh, many of uh, the Syrian cartoonists were expelled from uh, Syria. In Egyptian, a lot of cartoonists, and now, right now, uh, there is a cartoonist in the jail in, in Egypt because, of, because he published his, uh, his cartoon in his Facebook page. But the, the problem in Palestine, we are facing all of these conditions, the, uh, the lack of the freedom of speech and also the occupation. And the occupation, they, are, uh, they work hard to, to not just to arrest the Palestinian cartoonist or to, to draw all of this red line uh, around us. And also they want to demolish our uh, reputation around the world by accusing us as anti-Semitic cartoonists, as uh, someone who is incite, uh, make some incitement against the, the, the Jewish people, not the, the Israeli people, but the Jewish people. And that's because they want to justify the accusation that you are anti-Semitism cartoonist. And that, that, that's, that's shame uh, about them because me, as, as Mohammed Sabani, my, my first book, uh, Seth Tobukman is, I think he's Jews. And he introduced my first book in, uh, in New York. I have a lot of friends from uh, Jewish around the world and I don't care actually, I don't know that they are Jewish or Christian or Muslim. I, I don't care about that. I care about this the occupation here in Palestine. I faced uh, the, the, uh, the Israeli jail for six months uh, here in Palestine. And uh, because I wanted to, to invest my time there in, in the prison, I spent all of my time inside the Israeli prison trying to do some sketching, not perfect cartoon because um, there is no uh, tools uh, and um, supplement for art inside the Israeli prison. But uh, I've done some, some sketching and I published, I published most, most of my sketching, sketches and my cartoon in my first book. 
uh, in one chapter about my life inside the prison. And, and this book was was black and white, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Mohammed, the interesting thing is that, of course, uh, cartoonists have a special license to poke fun, uh, to be the people who who know best about parody, who um, who are able to tweak the the tales of people and. Powerful people really don't like it, but the best newspaper editors are those who allow their cartoonists to do exactly what they want. Um, but this makes it especially risky for, for cartoonists in a way, because um, I think that newspapers around the world, because I mean, well, there's another issue we can talk about, which is that a lot of newspapers are, have closed, especially in the West, and so opportunities for cartoonists aren't around in the same way that they were. But that special, the, the license that you have as a cartoonist is a very special thing. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, comment writers would love to be, have that great freedom, but with that freedom comes this um, well, this 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 the chance that you can almost become a target, and 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 you must face that. Do you sometimes, when you sit down to do your work, think I'd better be a bit careful because no, I mean, no, it doesn't. That's 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 very dangerous because as as you have mentioned. We are not just working as, as a cartoonist in newspaper. We are, we are keeping our narrative as a Palestinian people to the people around the world and conveying our narrative for the people around the world. If I adopt this censorship and start thinking about that, that if I draw this cartoon, I've just, I have just drawn this sketch and I think this sketch will be censored from a lot of websites and maybe in, in, by social media, by Facebook, because I'm, I'm trying to describe what's what's going on now in Palestine, uh, how the Israelis surrounding the Palestinian people and preventing them to get the, the vaccine for coronavirus mm -hmm. as a Holocaust. You, you are putting the people in, inside the jail and uh, without any tools to, to protect themselves, to, to vaccine their people. And now uh, you are leaving all of your responsibility as an as a, as a occupation uh, to help these prisoners inside inside your prison. If if I adopt this censorship, it's going to be very dangerous for my narrative that I will be uh, conveyed for the, the next generation and the people around the world. And, and yet, Mohammed, from what you're saying, from what you're saying, you are effectively facing censorship. Yeah, media organizations out there. But, but um, yeah, I want to I want to mention something. I don't think that there is a, a freedom of speech around the world when, when, when the topic is Israel. A lot of a lot of cartoonists around the world they faced a lot of problem because they they criticized Israel. Steve Bell in, in in the Guardian faced a big campaign and some of his cartoons were, were dropped from the Guardian because he criticized Netanyahu and he he was accused as anti-Semitic cartoonist. Uh, Martin Ross and my friend the same thing. Vasco from from uh, Portuguese. Uh, Antonio Antenas in in the in the New York Times when he uh, criticized uh, Netanyahu and described his relation with with Trump. A lot of cartoonists around the world they faced the problem because they criticized Israel and they were uh, accused as anti-Semitic. There is no freedom of speech when the, the the topic is Israel, not just for the Palestinian cartoonists. It is international issue, and that's why now I'm trying to provoke all of these international uh, organizations where they talk, where they are talking about the freedom of speech, that there is no nothing called freedom of speech when the topic is Israel. Well, clearly, you know, each, each successor generation has almost to fight the same battles over and over again for these for the rights to 
for freedom of expression, for freedom of speech, for freedom to draw as as you're doing. So I'm kind of interested as to to know, you know, what what made you want to be a cartoonist when you were growing up? I mean, there are not many opportunities for cartoonists out there, are there, Mohammed? I mean, there just aren't. So what, what was it for you? You know, now here in Palestine, we have just three newspapers, daily newspaper, and uh, we have uh, opportunity just for three cartoonists to work in, in daily newspaper. But the problem is because I was growing in, in Kuwait and Najil Ali was working in Kuwait, uh, and you know Najil Ali, the, the Palestinian cartoonist who was killed in, in London because of his, his, his art. And my parents used to use the, the cartoon of Najil Ali to tell me about Palestine. And that's exactly what I need to, to, uh, for my cartoon to be used from the next generation to tell to talk about the Palestinian narrative and the Palestinian history, but my parents used the Najr Ali cartoon to uh, cartoons to, to tell me about the, the situation in Palestine, and I I do believe that the cartoon is the art for all the people. It is free for the, the all the people. You can see you can you can collect this cartoon from the newspaper without paying money for the the artist. And uh, that's why. Uh, I, yes, but of course you you must uh, you uh, you must make a good, a good living because it's absolutely right by selling the originals as Martin Rose and Steve Bell. All of you, do not, that. Do that. Uh, you know, it's it's so it's so it's so important. But you know, I I just think that it's it must be very difficult because uh, there are there are some there are some editors who are very relaxed. They, they just let the cartoonist, they'd have a talk with the cartoonist. What's, what are you going to do today? What's the idea? Just go ahead with it. There are others who are really quite frightened of cartoonists. You just mentioned Steve Bell there. But of course, in your own situation, I mean, President Abbas of Palace, this is what people need to know, is that you've been, you've been picked on by both the Israelis and the Palestinian leadership. It's an extraordinary thing. And in a way, no British cartoonist would uh, experience uh, this uh, kind of threat yeah. to their existence. Yeah. Not not just the Palestinian Authority, but my big problem was with uh, the Islamic movement. I I was blacklisted in in 2008 because I criticized the, the Islamic movement here in Palestine. Not just the Palestinian Authority, not 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 uh, just Israel. I have a problem with all the political parties, the Palestinian Authority, Israeli party. But uh, but but I do believe that uh, what I do is represents my people and that's why I, I I do that and I I will I will keep doing that because I do believe that what I do now is very important for my people to convey their narrative for the people around the world and that's why now I'm trying to do all this art project as my second book my second book gonna be the the first Palestinian comics from Palestine because uh, I've started this project in the UK uh, during my master degree um, and now when I, when I traveled back to Palestine, I kept just doing the, 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 that work because I wanna do this, the second project, just to, to convey our narrative for the people around the world. It's very important for us as a Palestinian to use the art as a tool of resistance and as a tool uh, to convey our, our narrative and our uh, story for the people around the world because the Israeli, trying just to, to depict the Palestinian people as a just people who just want to kill the Israeli. No, it's not right. Uh, Mohammed, I mean, you're, you, the situation that you find yourself in, that all Palestinians find, it's, it's, it, there's not much room for 
for humor really, is there? Because it's such a raw situation. Um, do you sometimes think to yourself, I would just love the luxury just to be able to, 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 to poke fun at people, to, to take the rise out of them, to be able to use humor? Because so many times people say, oh, people who are, you know, in the, in the struggle or on the left or whatever, they have no sense of humor. But of course, those who say that have got the luxury of having that because they, they, well, they just do, you know. But your yours is your life as a as a Palestinian is one of a daily struggle. People have got to understand that. So, do you do you get any levity out of your work? Can you be? Can you have some fun? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I want to mention just one of my friends. He he lives in in Gaza. And in the, the situation in Gaza, it's uh, worse than the situation here in the West Bank. They are the big prison surrounded by all of this, uh, the, the Israeli army, and they cannot tra travel outside the, the Gaza for more than 15 years now. And in my second book, I try to depict, uh, I, I, I used one of his stories because always he's trying to make a joke about the, the, the drone because the, the sky of Gaza is full with the Israeli drone and he's just talking about the voice of the, the, that drone and that he cannot uh, sleep, he cannot go to school, he, he tried to, to hear some music and he cannot because of the, the drone. I use his jokes from Gaza, whereas the situation is, is worse than uh, West Bank to, to talk about this miserable situation in Gaza. And even here in the West Bank, it is the same. I, 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 do, I do believe that we are as a Palestinian because we need this joke to keep, to keep living this mm. country. We are trying to, to create all of these jokes. And I think it's, it's the, the best jokes that you can find around the world. Yeah, I mean, I th listening to you, Mohammed, you're so right because humor, um, you know, political leaders, uh, powerful people, find humor incredibly threatening very often. And of course, during the Soviet times, you know, these, uh, this, what they call the dark humor about the cues and all the rest of it and lampooning um, political, they really, really don't like it. And I'm sure it must be the same in Palestine and Israel as it is throughout the world. It's just that when you get up in the morning and as you've just been telling us, you know, you, you've got a message to get out there and you're not going to be dissuaded from doing it you're not going to be intimidated um but it's there's risk associated with it and of course you've actually been in prison so tell us something about your time in prison why were you there for a start and and uh, and, and, and what is the situation of palestinian prisoners actually the situation is is very hard and that's why i spent most of my time just doing doing the art uh, i've been in the small uh, cell for more than 50 50 days uh, without windows, without with very heavy uh, metal door, because they want to uh, just keep us without to cut us with the the, the outside uh, life. Uh, the small cell just with small dim light, uh, dim light, without any uh, any resources, without anything. You have you haven't anything in in inside this cell. Um, the food is was very bad uh, for the Palestinian prisoner. Maybe you will meet a lot of Palestinian prisoners. They are facing uh, disease or something like that, health problem, and 
you cannot help them inside that that uh, that cells of that presence. Uh, when they move me from that interrogation center to that the present, the situation is the same. Just maybe you have television, you have some something like that, very simple thing. But the, the situation is very hard for the Palestinian prisoner, and that's why I keep just talking about the Palestinian prisoner. Uh, my second book is going to be a talk about my story inside the prison, my life inside the, the Israeli prison, just to compare between the, the, the life for the Palestinian prisoner inside the prison and outside the prison. Because I do believe that all the Palestinian people, even inside, inside West Bank, Gaza, in diaspora, inside the Israeli prison, all of these people, they are in the in, in Israeli prison. And that's why my second book also gonna talk about the Palestinian prisoner, mm -hmm. the life for the Palestinian people outside the prison. And but why, why did they put you in prison, the Israelis? They claim that I have some relation with uh, some people uh, for uh, relation with some enemies for Israel. And that's why I answered them uh, inside the court that even my mother is, she's an enemy for the Israel. <laughs> I'm an enemy. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is a, this is a catch all, isn't it? You know, um, but it, it is extraordinary. But tell me this also. I mean, I'd be fascinated to know because I'm sure there are lots of young Israelis who, if they could see your work, um, would start asking more questions. And in a way, you know, cartoons, caricatures, drawings, cartoon strips, humor. It really does pique the mind in a way that, um, you know, listening to people or watching television sometimes doesn't. So do you have any connection with young Israelis? Is there an Israeli newspaper or magazine that's been, that's been brave enough to carry any of your work? Actually, to be honest with you, I don't have any relation with Israeli people. <laughs> I have I have no connection with Israeli people. I'm a supporter for the BDS movement. Uh, maybe I met some some Israeli cartoonists in some international festival around the world, but I try not to make any connection with them because I do believe as a human being, maybe we can you can pick some some people from Israel to be your friend because they are a human being. But because I do believe in in the BDS movement and I do believe that we that's the only peaceful thing that we can use and push Israel mm. to in this occupation. Um, I make some, I'm a big supporter for for uh, the BDS movement. I mean, on on the on the issue of uh, your work reaching potential minds that could be influenced. Of course, I mean, you and I know there are there are there are some Israelis who also. Uh, you know, agree with the BDS movement. Um, there are those that we have, Gideon Levy of Haaretz, you know, we've interviewed him here on, he's a great supporter of the Palestine cause. So there are people out there and I, you know, I think that this, your work is, is the sort of work that can, can reach across boundaries and, 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 and into, into people's minds. Because if I just think of some of the I don't know, uh, US cartoonists or British cartoonists, uh, cartoonists in the English world, I can look at them very often in newspapers and magazines I wouldn't buy normally because I think they're full of reactionary people. That's my, where I come from. But, you know, cartoonists have got this um, appeal. Uh, so I, I, I just wonder, uh, you know, if you are hopeful that you can actually begin to bring some of those younger minds together. Be honest with you recently just like 
five years ago, I've started doing my art uh, from a humanitarian perspective to describe the Palestinian situation and the Palestinian life inside Palestine. And that's maybe will affect some, some Israeli audience if they see, see my cartoon. Uh, I do believe that they, they see my cartoon. They can, they can see my cartoon in the, the social media and their newspaper and some the Israeli website when they criticized me because of my cartoon. Um, my cartoon for all the people around the world, not just for the Palestinian people. And that's the difference between me before the prison and after the prison. Because when I went in the, when I went in the prison, I, I started to think that there is no, no goals or aims when you describe or depict the Palestinian people as a heroes. I have started drawing the Palestinian life and people as a human being and trying to, to convey their suffering uh, under the occupation because of their uh, the occupation. And I hope that some of my cartoon will, will reach their mind and they can start thinking about the situation for the Palestinian people here in, in West Bank, in Gaza and in 1948 area. Mohammed, what this, I mean, just looking at, you know, what's happening currently, I mean, all around, everywhere around the world has been affected by this pandemic. And what's become brutally apparent over the past month or so, and this is in the case of Israel, is that the Western media are reporting the Israeli vaccination efforts in the most positive lights. And of course, it is an enormous achievement to vaccinate lots of people very, very quickly. The point is that they're all Israelis and not Palestinians. And 4.55 million Palestinians in the occupied territories are not being vaccinated, despite Israel's obligation under international law. You, you know all of that. And the thing is, with this particular issue, it has gone around the world. People can actually see for the first time what is really happening. Uh, and it, because it's everything is impacting them. This pandemic is impacting them. So they can yeah. see that Netanyahu would rather export give vaccines to Honduras, yeah. the Czech yeah. Republic, because he wants them to recognize, so he's using it as a political weapon. So how is your work reflecting this? Actually, I've done some, some cartoon, and this the last cartoon that I've described about the, the how I can compare between the situation with the Palestinian people under this pandemic, and how the Israeli have all of this vaccination and vaccine, and they vaccinated all of the, the Israeli people uh, in, in 1948, and they prevent the vaccine to go to Gaza because they want to blackmail them and to get some of their prisoner from Gaza, and they are refusing to, to get some, or to, get, or to give some vaccine for the Palestinian people because they don't want to help the Palestinian people, and using this vaccine as a blackmailing for some, some countries to, to move their embassy or to get some, some privilege, political privilege from them or some support. And that's why I'm trying to do that for, with a lot of cartoons and to, uh, to convey this problem for all the people around the world. But to be honest with you, we have, uh, uh, we have some, some, some problem with the Palestinian Authority. They are not telling this story. They, they want to get this responsibility because they are claiming that they are a, a country and they are states and they don't, they don't have any resources and they just keep talking about their, uh, the, the health ministry in Palestine, the, the Palestinian Authority as a state. 
but they don't have any 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 <laughs> any resources mm. this responsibility on the israeli shoulders not on your shoulders you yeah. should stop talking about that well, help us Ma- to Mohammed, you, you could find yourself in trouble if you uh, depict the fact that the, the the few vaccines that the israelis have given have largely gone to the palestinian uh, yeah. leadership the palestinian leadership yeah. and there is not any there is <laughs> not any news talking about who got who, who got all of this vaccine from the palestinian authority i mm-hmm. keep asking that just this morning i did some a cartoon about that and I can't show you this cartoon this is my computer just a minute about uh, it's a black but uh, it is yes I'm just we just caught that there but yeah. might... I, I will I will send it for Omar but that cartoon it's yes. just I wrote corruption in Arabic called facade and use this uh, vaccine as a uh, the, the one of these words to to look, create look, the Mohammed, this looking is... ahead you're you're going to be even more busy over the f- next few months, I- I'm guessing, because you've got the the upcoming elections, and there's a lot of um, suddenly, you know, the lid is being lifted on a whole range of things. It's uh, the box is being opened. Um, President Abbas has may perhaps inadvertently opened it, and so we're hearing that, for instance, uh, Mr. Baguti could be running as a kind of uh, as a Mandela type candidate from prison. So we're hearing all of these sorts of things. And we're hearing that uh, young people especially really do want to change. And um, I'm, I, I've got every idea, confidence that you're going to be part and parcel of that with all of your work. But how, how do you feel things uh, will pan out over the next, next few months? Are you quite hopeful um, that these elections will clear away the old and bring about some fresh thinking and attitudes? Actually, the our big problem there, all over that these 15 years, we, we could not create alternatives for Fatah and Hamas. I do believe that we are uh, the next generation of all of these leaders. We should create new political parties and start supporting them as alternatives for all of these Fatah and Hamas, because all of our problems that these political parties should be retired, should stop working, should stop representing the Palestinian people because they are not good representative for the Palestinian issues. And that's why I'm trying to do, to find these, all of these alternatives and to, to encourage the, the young people to participate and to create their political party uh, far away from the traditional political party in Palestine. Uh, I hope, that the, the election will be tool to change the Palestinian situation inside the Palestinian areas. Not this election will not change anything. The election under the occupation, but at the minimum way, just to create new political parties. And as you say that, Mohammed, the next question came to my mind, which is, you know, when it comes to how you see yourself, do you see yourself more as a political activist or more as a caricaturist, as, as a as a draw? I mean, how do you? Because you're very you're very political, you're very active, you're using your, your work is for a purpose. You're not a reactionary cartoonist, if you like, just pe- poking fun for the sake of it. Actually, you know, activist is, a, is a, uh, like when you want to, to describe someone who's doing some active, using the social media, using whatever the platforms to, to do action uh, on the ground. But mm. I think, I do believe that the, the cartoonists, they are 
uh, always they are active. They always they have to, to produce something. I do believe about what, what Edward Said have said that our role as an intellectual to lead this community toward a different, different direction. Uh, it's not just we are uh, doing uh, acting, we are um, protecting our, our, our narrative. We are trying to create in, in, uh, a new situation even for the Palestinian people inside Palestine and outside Palestine. We are, it is not, not just about me, it's for all of the people who are, they are produce intellectual production, it is more than activism. It's, I, I do believe that. And, uh, and sadly, Mohamed, unfortunately, we, we are kind of moving to the end um, of our talk today, which I've, I've really thoroughly enjoyed. It's been, a, it's been fantastic talking with you, but I've got one final question because we talked earlier of how difficult it is really for cartoon, especially for cartoonists such as yourself at the sharp end, at the, the sharp end of a, of a terrible, bitter struggle and occupation, something that British cartoonists, I mean, however good they are, and we talked about some of our favourites, Martin Roston and Steve Bell, for instance, but what would be your advice to um, people younger than you thinking about becoming cartoonists and caricaturists now? What, what would you say to them? Uh, I would advise them to find something else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't need them to, to get through all of this situation that I've been in, but they should read. They, they should read more. Uh, the, 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 the mainstream media, the media, that's the traditional media. It's not the only uh, resources for the information nowadays. Maybe they should go to the, to the people to visit some some places like Palestine if, you, if they want really to understand what's going on. Uh, I'm trying now to to uh, to organize international festival for the cartoonists in Palestine. I I will try to find some resources because I do believe that if the if I can invite all the cartoonists from around the world to visit Palestine and to see the situation uh, in Palestine, that's that will change a lot of perspective that when they are talking about Palestinian people. Well, Mohammed, thank you very, very much. And to everybody watching, you know, please follow Mohammed online on Twitter. Do look at his work. You've got another book coming out. Actually, tell us what what's the title of your your second book that you're working on right now? Still, we are looking for a title, but it's gonna be uh, the ah. story. Maybe the last one is the story is Palestine, not of Palestine. Well, perhaps we we can encourage some of our viewers to send in their ideas. That's what we should do. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm, I'm trying now to, uh, I, also I'm trying now to do something else like printmaking and some exhibition, online exhibition for the people if they want to see something about Palestine. Well, well, good luck, Mohammed. Good luck with everything that you're doing. And, and uh, we hope to have you on again. We hope to see more of your work. I hope to see you when you're over in the UK next. And uh, we, we look forward to seeing and reading your your latest works when they all come out. So thank you so much. Thank um, you. It's been wonderful talking thank with you. Thank you.